Hello everyone and welcome to another podcast episode. It has been a while. I have been to Thailand and back from Thailand and it has been a week almost since I got back. So it's about time that I recorded a podcast because I said before I went away that I was going to do a Q&A type episode and obviously asked for some questions in the chat. Got some questions I've still got written down right now, which I'm going to answer. But yeah, it's about time that I actually recorded the episode and got it out because I've been procrastinating on it. I will be honest. Just other things have kind of been at the top of my to-do list. So yeah, Thailand was amazing. Obviously learned a lot when I was there. Came back. I've had a week back, pretty much full training. I've got one session left tomorrow and then it's a rest day on Sunday. So it has been a full on week and it's been good to get back into things. I did train a little bit when I was there, though, which obviously made me feel still really good. But it wasn't to my full capacity and just didn't have my usual environment. So I'm very much like a a homebody. I love my environment. I love my routine, my structure. So it feels good to get back into things this week. So, yeah, it's currently Friday. It's currently 5pm and I'm filming this podcast but yeah I have got the questions written down here that I wanted to go over and these are questions that I do frequently get asked quite a lot and obviously the ones the specific topics that potentially you guys are struggling with at the moment was really really important for me to go into so at the moment we are what's the date the 17th of November so in regards to kind of motivation levels at the moment how everyone's feeling at the moment everyone is poorly Everyone is struggling with motivation in some aspects, I find. And a lot of us, this is that time of the year where we really have to grit our teeth and we really have to push through because it's now, I think, about five weeks until Christmas. So we've still got, you know, a good few weeks until Christmas. It's not like it's coming up really, really quick. But also at the same time, you know, this is that time of the year where it's so easy to just be like, oh, you know, I'll wait until the new year, which we are not about we are not about that mindset at all over here so yeah we need to just try and grit our teeth and get through this time of year and yeah it would be stupid of me to say oh this time of year is easy you know just crack on just keep doing what you're doing because things have changed obviously it's got a lot darker recently there's illnesses going around this is a time of year where a lot of people feel overwhelmed socially because they have a lot of social occasions coming up they don't necessarily know how to approach them etc and this is exactly what I am here to help you do and I have done this obviously year on year on year with women help them around this kind of festive period and majority of women actually come to me after Christmas and they say that after Christmas this is the best time that they have actually the best time that they've actually felt or the best they felt at this time sorry of the year before compared to other years like they've gotten to the after Christmas period where usually they would be feeling like absolute shit they would be feeling lethargic they'd be feeling like they've overindulged they'd be feeling guilty they'd be feeling like they want to just restrict and this is actually such a big shift that I see for a lot of clients coming after Christmas and they feel totally different this time around because of the work that they've been putting in so yeah they kind of come to that after Christmas period knowing that obviously in the lead up to Christmas they've been working hard and obviously the, the months before that they've been putting the work in so they've got that under their belt and obviously they know just from changing their mindset their thinking habits that actually that week of Christmas it's not going to do fuck all in the grand scheme of things and obviously like having me there to kind of help um, navigate that Christmas period and the social occasions and the, the meals out and stuff is so so key and having that accountability but obviously yes I don't expect anyone over Christmas week to really be logging through tracking or anything like that it would be very very stupid of me to do that and I'm just not that coach obviously you know that I preach about balance and I preach about living your life so obviously I want everyone to go and enjoy Christmas week and and obviously 
to a certain extent enjoy and not be restricted but also be mindful at the same time and just have that self-awareness and just know that you know one week in the grand scheme of things it's not going to do anything and it's just about what you do obviously leading up to that point and what you do after that point and how you approach it after and it's like I say with people after weekends like it's not the actual meal out of the weekend or the drinking like the alcohol that you had it's what your attitude was like after that and going forwards after that how you approached it did you just have that you know like fuck it mentality did you just press the big red button and instead of it just being one meal on Saturday night it ended up being the whole weekend and usually that is the case so it's the same thing with Christmas you know it's often just that week of Christmas and sometimes it's even just literally Christmas Eve Christmas Day Boxing Day and then maybe like Christmas sorry New Year's Eve and maybe New Year's Day so all in all, it's what, five days? But a lot of people, they have that whole like fuck it mentality. Fuck it, it's Christmas. It's December. I'm just going to go, you know, overindulge. I'm just going to overdo it. And then I'll start in January, which is obviously the best way to put you in the worst position going forwards. But anyway, enough about this kind of winter festive period. I'm going to go into the questions. So questions for... Um, the podcast which I asked on the group so the first one was how to create a positive mindset so I think I spoke about this in the group and that's where this question stemmed from so I was speaking a little bit about victim mentality I was speaking a little bit how, about how I have struggled with that in the past and I've done a couple of Instagram posts recently in regards to that topic and this is something that had always been the case for me so I had always had that like I can't mentality, I can't do this, I'll never be able to achieve that, I'm not going to be that girl, and used to look at other people and say I could never do that, could never do this, and that held me back a lot, so kind of creating that like confidence in myself, confidence in my ability, showing up and doing and following a process and doing things, that obviously led to me seeing progress over time, that then obviously in turn creeped up my confidence even more, creeped up my confidence in my ability even more. And then obviously that allowed me to kind of have that bit more of a positive outlook, like, okay, actually I can, I can do this. And I think the confidence does come not from obviously achieving the outcome, but it's more so like the journey and proving to yourself that you can follow a process and you can show up when times are hard. And that's actually where the confidence comes from mostly. So yeah, I think in regards to positive mindset, it does come a lot from taking action and it does come a lot from proving to yourself that you can do something. And yeah, obviously like that confidence being built up, but also a few things that I wanted to go over was like celebrating the small wins, showing gratitude, celebrating the small wind. This is exactly why I get all of you guys in your check-ins to give me a win for your week, because I think it is so important like that you focus on all of these little wins across the journey, no matter if they're fitness-based or not fitness-based, they can be relationship-wise, they can be career-wise, they can be, you know, personal, they can be fitness, they can be like, I don't always just want it to be, I hit a new low weigh-in, or this is why it shouldn't be always like, I hit a new low weigh-in, or, you know, measurements came down, like, I want it to be more meaningful than that. And these kind of small wins along the way is what reinforces your confidence in yourself and reinforces your confidence in the process as well as to like actually yeah I'm seeing some fantastic progress here so in regards to like yeah showing gratitude and looking for the small wins it's something that you have to continuously continuously practice and showing gratitude I think like even when times are hard even when things feel like they're stacking up against you almost asking yourself okay 
yes, maybe this is going wrong, but what can I learn from this? Like, what can I actually take from this? What's the silver lining? And I think just like reflecting is so important. That's again, what massive part of check-ins is reflecting on like your week and thinking, okay, what went well? Um, sorry, what didn't go so well, but what went well also? And what was my win? So like, even though you might fill out your check-in, for example, and you might feel like, oh my God, like, you know, this hasn't been great. That hasn't been great. That's why I like to, at the end, have that win box because I want you to be thinking, okay, yeah, maybe these things haven't gone perfect. But on the other hand, what am I going to do next week that's going to, you know, help me move forward? Plus also, what was a silver lining of this week? What did go well? What was a win that I saw? So I think it's something that you have to continuously, continuously practice. And then almost it comes a little bit more naturally over time. And you just start to see those small wins even like more. So the more that you're like looking for things, you know, sometimes it might feel really hard to find a win. It might feel really hard to pluck something out. But this is why I, I push you to do so, because the more that you are looking for them, the more that you're plucking them out, the more you're going to find it easy to actually see them, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's like when you're, you know, when you're looking for something or when you've got something on your mind, you're always seeing it, you know. So it's kind of similar to that. So, yeah, just like showing gratitude, small wins, obviously asking yourself, what can I learn from this? Obviously reflecting and just continuously kind of practicing that. And I think as well, like in regards to me and my victim mentality and how I kind of came out of that, I realized that if I kept trying, like if I kept playing the victim, that doesn't achieve anything. Like it literally doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't help me move forwards because all I'm doing is moaning. All I'm doing is being negative. I'm not actually thinking about the bigger picture. I'm not thinking about putting one foot in front of the other and what I can do moving forwards. I'm literally just thinking about the negative things. And the more that you, you know, look for negative things, the more negative things you're going to see, just like the other way around, the more positive things you look for, the more positives you're going to see. So that is question number one. So hopefully that helps kind of give you a little bit of an idea about that. The next question. So question number two, how to get motivated. And I think there are a couple of like questions and messages just about general like motivation, how to get motivated, how to stay motivated. And this is something that is such a big topic and something I get asked a lot, like not only from you guys, but also people on Instagram in my DMs. And it's like, oh, just I'm not feeling motivated or I lost my motivation. Like it's that word motivation. I really don't really like it um, because motivation is a fleeting thing. Motivation comes and it goes across the, the whole journey. So motivation is not constant. And this is something that you have to get into your head that motivation is not something that stays with us every single day, every single week. It comes and it goes. It might come for even an hour, then it might go again. It might come for a day. It might come for a few days and it's going to likely go again. You might get surges in motivation. Yes. So, you know, when you get a PB, when you're having a really, really good week of training, when the weather's really nice and, you know, the sun is shining, maybe like you get a surge of motivation when you're seeing the scales go down or you're getting a surge of motivation when you're seeing, um, you know, for example, your jeans are a bit loose. Like these are these kinds of times where we get these surges in motivation. And, you know, they can last for, as I said, a couple of hours. They can last for days. They can last for sometimes weeks. And then suddenly when we hit a week or we hit a time where, oh, I'm not really feeling, you know, I'm not really feeling inspired. I'm not really feeling very motivated this week. What's wrong with me? You know, should I just give up? Like this is where most people will just give up. They will have that kind of motivation that comes and then it wears off a little bit and they think automatically oh my God, my motivation is gone. Like I've lost my motivation. So I'm just not going to bother anymore. 
but this is where you know discipline comes into play i don't like relying on motivation because as i said it's a fleeting thing so if you're always relying on motivation being there to do things you will never get anything done because you know you will likely have one day where you get something done when you're feeling great you're feeling motivated a day comes where you're not feeling motivated you're not feeling you know inspired especially for us ladies when we are you know coming up to our cycle and we're in our luteal phase we are likely going to be feeling like shit we are likely going to be having zero motivation so you know if we were to give up every single time we didn't have any motivation we would give up at least once a month if we put that into context so you know how are you ever going to get any any progress under your belt if you're doing that you're not so relying on motivation is just absolute bullshit and i hate it so this is where discipline comes into play because if you don't have discipline in these times where you're not feeling motivated then you are not going to be moving forward and you're not going to be able to keep things up so you know it's saying like i'm not motivated to do this i'm not motivated to do that it doesn't achieve anything but having discipline and knowing what is best for you even when you're not feeling motivated and even when you're not feeling your best knowing what's best for you in in the in the long term and in the grand scheme of things what's going to make you feel your best and what's going to you know be something your future self thanks you for is going to be having the discipline and getting it done anyway so it's what takes you forward is discipline like it's not motivation so almost remember that like motivation is this like up and down thing like this fleeting thing that comes and goes discipline is this thing that should be there in the background just like going all the way through so yes obviously we're going to have hard weeks we're going to have easy weeks but if we were to always kind of give up on the hard weeks then we would never get anywhere so think about that but yeah people think it's like this key to success is is being motivated all the time like and I have people say to me, like, oh, how are you motivated all the time to you know do, do what you do? I'm absolutely not motivated all the time. Like, I have emotions. I have a life. I have a busy fucking, you know, life just like everyone else. I have other things I could easily prioritize over training sometimes. But I go anyway because I know that it helps me be the best version of myself in long term. And I know that it, it makes me feel good. So that's why I go anyway. And also like one of these sayings that I hear a lot is I need you to help motivate me. I need, you know, I need you to motivate me. I need you to help motivate me. That's not what, like, that's not what you should be relying on. You shouldn't be relying on anyone else for motivation. And obviously I can sit here and I can say to you, oh, you know, do this, do that. Like, this is what you want. That's what you want. But at the end of the day, like you have to get up and do it. You have to get up and take action, which requires discipline so again like I can sit here and I can I can say to all my clients you know this is your goal that's your goal this is where you wanted to said you wanted to be xyz but at the end of the day like yes that might make you feel good for an afternoon or a day and then that's potentially gonna kind of fizzle out again so this is where you have to have the discipline and you have to get up and take action because I can't do that for you so that is kind of a rough you know, talk about motivation. I won't go into that too much more, but you kind of get the gist in regards to what I'm saying. So discipline over motivation all day. So number three was, has anything you've seen changing in clients inspired you? So for me, what inspires me to get up every single day is me being a role model to my clients. And this is why I, you know, get up every single morning and I go out on my morning walk, even though it's pouring with rain, because I would never tell my clients to do something that I would not be willing to do. And this is why I'm constantly challenging myself. I'm, you know, booking 
for example, higher oxes, I've competed, I'm doing photo shoots, I'm doing running races. Like, this is why I'm constantly challenging myself because I want to say that I've done, you know, I've covered all bases and that then I can help someone else do that too. So what inspires me to get up in the morning is being a role model to other people. And when people say to me that I inspire them, that pushes me more to do more. And that pushes me more to, you know, get up and do stuff. And realizing sometimes that I can have that impact on someone really like that's what gets me up um, and out of bed in the morning genuinely. And I think, yeah, I think in regards to like walking the walk, that's something that as a coach, I think is so important because at the end of the day, if you're a coach and you're, t- you're telling your clients to go and do something, but you're not doing it yourself, like that just doesn't create like a good balance and you're not being that role model to your clients. Like your clients aren't going to take you seriously. You're not going to have that authority. So I think that is super, super important is, is that like need to be a role model to, to clients. So yeah, I think that's what, that's what almost that's what almost inspires me is like, for example, someone saying to me like, oh, you inspire me. So that's what then leads me on to like doing all these different challenges and pushing myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and then that also in, in turn then inspires them more to maybe like, you know, push their boundaries. Because at the end of the day, like clients seeing me do photo shoots and how like my confidence has grown that then led obviously this year to us doing group shoot and then some of you guys actually feeling like you know what actually I think I can do it like because Millie's done it um and look at her confidence like you know how much that's built and that kind of then leads leads clients and leads you guys to think okay maybe I can do that myself and that kind of plants the seed in your head almost so to me that's what inspires me and like just absolutely makes my day is like seeing you guys achieving new heights and achieving things you never thought you could because of like me helping you kind of get there and obviously inspiring you in the first place to start your journey like that's what keeps me going and also I just love seeing you lot winning outside of fitness and seeing the way that kind of fitness and building your confidence up and doing something that you didn't think you could do almost creates that like confidence again in your ability and that like has that payoff in other aspects of your life like to me that is epic like when I see in people's win boxes and check-ins when I see stuff outside of fitness for example like you having the confidence to go to a job interview that you never thought you'd be able to go to or you know go and get a new job and leave the place that's making you unhappy or even like for example I know this sounds bad but dumping your boyfriend because you know you realize that he's not being you know supportive and he's not really encouraging you and he's not the person for you um and he's not growing with you like things like that honestly blow my mind because to me obviously like I know that I know that fitness has so many more payoffs outside of physical you know aesthetics and stuff like that but then to actually see like the payoff for all of you guys as well and you obviously start in your journey to say a physical or aesthetic reason potentially and then seeing the payoffs outside of that and it kind of opening your your mind up and opening your eyes up to the possibilities and the person you're kind of becoming like that to me is incredible so yeah when I see people you know going for new jobs getting salary increases changing careers or doing something they've really been scared of doing you know standing up to people 
um li- like things like that inspire me so much so yeah that's what I would say like changes in clients that inspire me the most is that okay so this is the second to last question now moving on to that this is why do we self-sabotage and I love this question because this is very like psychology based and like I really am so interested in psychology potentially in the future I would like to do some courses and stuff um linking a little bit more into like cognitive behavioral therapy and psychology because I just find it so interesting and obviously links massively to fitness and kind of um stuff like that so and nutrition so I'm super interested in that but yeah self-sabotage it's a really really interesting topic and actually I learned a lot about this in Thailand we had the webinar by Jean who was a psychotherapist and this was so eye-opening like this was the most eye-opening thing I think for me in Thailand was what she was saying and obviously like self-sabotage can be defined as like anything that goes against our wider goals and our values so for example say your value is or like your goal is you know fat loss and like obviously feeling confident dropping some dress sizes whatever whatever your goal is say it's that anyway self-sabotage would be then obviously doing something that doesn't align with that goal so you know it can be using like food or drink or things like that to help comfort you so like substances it can be like procrastinating on doing something it can be avoiding like situations that run the risk of you feeling uncomfortable it can be you know literally can be anything like that not saying no to things not setting boundaries like that can be self-sabotaging behavior so yeah in regards to like self-sabotaging as well like often we don't set out to do it it kind of just happens because it's it's sometimes like what you're used to so yeah with self-sabotage it's like those circuits in your brain that are familiar so I like to think about like like think about in your brain there's like loops of like situations and then like what it leads on to so there's like there's like something then an arrow to this thing then an arrow to this thing and that's obviously what like a situation would be so there's like loops and circuits in your brain that are like familiar to you so for example just as an example oh I'm I'm feeling stressed at work or had a stressful day at work arrow gets home eats a bar of chocolate arrow and then on to something else so you know like using kind of food or something as a comfort or as like that like emotional comfort and that's obviously a self-sabotaging behavior so yeah it's like those circuits in the brain that are familiar and also it can stem from childhood where for example you might have fallen over in the playground and then the people at school give you a lollipop to calm you down or give you food or a drink or you know some sugar or something like that to keep you quiet or you know take the pain away as they say so or even for example like it's mad actually thinking about it but like you know you go to the dentist and obviously as a kid you really don't like going to the dentist you find it scary and uncomfortable and you hate it and then obviously they give you a sticker and they give you some sweets at the end so immediately 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 god I can't speak (laughs) immediately that creates like a, a link in your brain of like go to the dentist get sweets and it's the same thing with you know I know it sounds weird but it's like a dog you know when they do a trick they get a treat or when they do this they get a treat it's that link in their head that's you know been there since they've been been trained so for example all these things can literally come from when you're when you're a child and it's like trying to escape uncomfortable feelings because at the end of the day our brain does not like 
our brain is trying to keep us safe all the time. This is why we have these thinking distortions because our brain is trying to keep us safe. It's trying to keep us happy. And our brain doesn't like uncomfortable situations. Our brain doesn't like change. So obviously when we're, you know, like on a journey to do something that we haven't done before, we're going to come across a lot of these like hard, uncomfortable situations that we have to try and push through. But automatically our brain's going to try and sabotage us. Our brain's going to try and hold us back from doing it because it doesn't like the change. So um, yeah, obviously like self-sabotage is a super, super interesting thing and yeah it can literally be like it literally can be so many different situations but also a lot of like breaking free from self-sabotage it involves like delving and looking into the past and obviously understanding how the brain works too that gives you more awareness of like these thinking distortions like when I was listening to the webinar by Jean in Thailand I was like wow I do that I do that I do that and the more we can understand how our brain works and potentially why we do these things, the more we can kind of have control over them. And once we're kind of able to pinpoint where like your behavior starts and like what it's serving, we can then obviously, I guess, practice compassion and like forgiveness and almost like understand more and then be like, okay, I know now that like next time I feel that way, I'm going to be more aware of, of my self self-sabotaging behavior and what's kind of going on in my mind and yeah that's kind of how we break free I guess is just that whole self-awareness um but yeah obviously like self-sabotaging is really really hard and it can just be like a coping mechanism for a lot of people and not that they would even realize it so yeah I think like self-sabotage it can be hard but the more that you practice and the more that you know and the more like you delve into it and you actually like educate yourself on it the more that you will be able to have that kind of control and you've just got to be again kind to yourself because when you're on a journey to improve these things or you know stop these things not do them as much like there are still going to be times where you you fall back into old habits and there are going to be times where you find it super super hard so it's about understanding that times aren't always going to be perfect like you're not always always going to be able to overcome it like there might still be the odd time where you do fall back into the old behavior but being kind to yourself again giving yourself compassion and forgiveness and being like okay this is why I did this and this is the old habit coming into play the old behavior coming into play and this is what I've been practicing obviously working on and next time I'm just going to make sure that I do you know xyz to kind of help with that so yeah it's about like just having that awareness and understanding that it's normal to have hard times it's normal to have weeks where you know, you might feel like you're going backwards a little bit, but on the grand scheme, bigger, bigger picture, you've got to look just like, for example, I tell you guys, look at the bigger picture with your weight graphs, look at the bigger picture with your progress. Yes, obviously, you might be experiencing a fluctuation this week, but on the bigger picture, you know, things are coming down. So that's, again, it's important to remember that when you're looking at self-sabotage and these kind of thinking distortions is that it's that, yeah, like, you're maybe just experiencing a hard week this week but you know it doesn't mean to say that everything's everything's gone tits up so yeah I hope that makes sense but yeah in regards to like self-sabotage it's like your brain basically you know it's like self-preservation it's your brain saying okay no like we're going to keep her safe and we actually learned a lot about that in Jean's talk as well so let me just get it up I'm just going to get up what she said here but there's like so many different thinking distortions is mental filtering 
which is where you only give yourself one side of the story and you don't see the entire argument. You kind of like block out the entire argument. There is mind reading, which is jumping to conclusions without looking at the evidence. There's fortune telling, which is like using certain language. So like, for example, I'll try or using kind of the past to predict the like, you know, future, like using I'll try or I'll try my best or I'll do my best. Like that's fortune telling. Then overgeneralizing, what are you telling yourself? And like, you know, what are you letting overshadow? Depersonalization is blaming on external things. Catastrophizing is where we kind of go into that like really like negative spiral super quickly. And yeah, just like there's all these like thinking distortions, which are so interesting. But these are all basically ways which our brain is like trying to hold us back. Our, our mind hates growth phases basically and it likes the destination but it doesn't like the the kind of process and yeah it's like always trying to hold us back from doing things like for example you might hold yourself back from you might help you might want to gain obviously confidence right but you're you might hold yourself back from going to say like for example an event or a meetup with other people who you potentially don't know or you haven't met before so then your brain is going to be like okay no like we're just going to avoid that situation because you know people are going to think this what xyz about me like you're already trying to predict so then your brain's like right well I'm just gonna like you know avoid so yeah it's like avoiding the, the very thing that you need to do to to help you grow so yes quite similar to like self-sabotage there's all these like different thinking distortions and it's super interesting but I will go on to the next question because I've been waffling on about that one for a while and then so last question is how to get balance between pushing yourself and not burning out so this one is very very common and especially with life busy busy lives busy women I see it a lot and obviously if you think about like tiredness and overwhelm and fatigue like all of these kinds of feelings there are different types of them. So um, again, this is something that Jean was saying about in the webinar, but there are apparently five different types of tiredness. So you've got physical tiredness, you've got relational, social, mental, and spiritual. So you've got all these different types of tiredness. And it's important sometimes to think about how you're feeling and what, like, what kind of fits with you right now. So a lot of the time we just think, oh, I'm tired. Like we don't really think, okay, I'm, I don't know, socially tired or I'm actually physically tired. Like, and actually thinking about which one fits with how you're feeling or like the situations is like a really, really good way because then you can kind of like separate things and you can be like, actually, yeah, I'm not physically tired. I'm just mentally tired. And this is what happens for a lot of people. They are mentally tired or, you know, socially tired or one of the other kind of um tired if that makes sense they are one of the other ones but almost they just see it as I'm tired so then they think oh well I'm not going to train because I'm tired when actually their body is not tired they're not physically tired it is all of kind of like the mental tiredness the emotional tiredness they're feeling from a full day of work this is a lot of the time like you know I see from people after work they say I'm just so tired after a whole day of work 
And I'm like, yeah, but you've been sitting at a desk all day. Your, your body, you're not physically tired. You are just mentally and emotionally tired. And that is then obviously the first thing to go is the, is the training. And this is a lot of the time, like when we have weeks where we have maybe personal things going on, we have things in our relationship that aren't going well. We have things at work, which aren't going well. We have really, really busy, you know, weeks at work or the kids are stressing us out or, you know, anything like that, really. Training is always the first thing that goes because it's that added extra on top of your week. And it's almost like that, oh, something has to give. And it's like the added bonus, the added extra onto your week that, you know, it's the first thing to to not do because you feel tired and you relate, oh, I'm just going to be more tired if I train. Actually, are you though? Because if you're mentally and emotionally tired and you, you go and train, it's going to help you clear your head. It's going to help you actually gain clarity and actually help you, you know, refocus, get your music on, get your headphones on, block it all out. It's actually going to help you in the grand scheme of things. But we don't think about that at the time. So yeah, obviously, like, with balance between like pushing yourself and not burning out, I think some of it could be obviously like, just decision fatigue in regards to making sure that you have a plan in place and making sure that you're being like proactive and you're saying right I'm doing this xyz on these days and not just like waiting for the day and seeing how you feel because that creates a lot of decision fatigue and likely when we kind of we have to do that decision making that tires us out more and then that's where we think I'm just not gonna I'm you know I'm too tired I'm not gonna bother tonight so if you say to yourself you know I'm going and you don't think about it too much that's obviously like one way you can make sure um Again, as I said, like actually thinking about the different types of tiredness and understanding which one you're feeling and just being more aware of that. That's, again, something. But also like balance between pushing yourself and not burning out. A lot of the time, it's important to be realistic with your training schedule from the get-go. And also another thing can be deload weeks. So this is something that this is something that I think only a few of you may have like regularly in your programs. But deload weeks are really, really good. If you're keep if you keep on finding that you're maybe doing, I don't know, four, five, six weeks of like training back to back, and then you know, you're starting to feel actually your body, like physically, your performance is struggling, this and that, then this is where kind of deload weeks would potentially be something to think about. But again, you've got to ask yourself, is it actually physically tiredness or is it mental, emotional, overwhelmed from other aspects of life? So, yeah, this is where like deload weeks can sometimes come in handy, like knowing that, okay, you know, I'm going to I'm going to really, really push the next six weeks. I'm going to have a week where, you know, I strip things back and then I'm going to push another six week block and then I'm going to have a deload week. So that can kind of sometimes be a little bit more of like mentally easier. And also it gives you that almost like, time bound right you know I'm really really going to push my training over the next six weeks and then I'm going to have a week off and then I'm going to push again so it's like it's allowing you to get the most and like maximize on that and also it's kind of nice mentally to know that you almost have a week off coming up but also I would say for most people this normally falls with holidays Christmas and stuff anyway so naturally like people will have weeks where they're away or people have weeks where you know they've got stuff on anyway so they kind of almost have a deload week anyway so I would only suggest like deload weeks if you're someone who who like trains 100% like every single week anyway 
like you are doing every single session and you're doing that like you know consistently and you don't have an issue with sticking to your program anyway that's when I would then implement deload weeks so that then you know you're doing like your six week block deload week six week block deload week that can sometimes be helpful with like physical physical tiredness with like mental and emotional overwhelm a lot of it is like again just being aware and knowing that it is okay sometimes to pull back a little bit and if you need to you know move a training session around if you need to adapt your week of training for example a lot of people say they do I don't know upper lower full body sessions and then one week I will just say to them look instead of doing your upper and lower separately just combine those two and do two full body sessions so you know that a lot of the time with like check-ins and kind of adapting things anyway we will almost like look at, you know, where can we adapt things anyway, according to what you've got going on in your life anyway, what's going on at the moment, what's holding you back, what you're struggling with. Okay, so apparently my mic died about five minutes out of the end of that podcast. So I've come back to just finish it off again. But what I was basically saying in regards to the last question, just to kind of round that up is that it's okay. And remember that it is okay to adapt sometimes. It's okay to take a step back and pull back a little bit to be able to then push forwards, you know, and move forwards after. It's better to kind of nip things in the bud and, you know, pull back a little bit, adapt one week, and then so you can then push forwards like the next week. So, yeah, giving you yourself that kind of space to breathe and the permission to breathe. But a lot of it when it comes to overwhelm and burnout, it can mostly be down to external factors, work, relationships, kids, you know, anything like that, house moves, career changes, all of those things coming into play that then obviously leak into the other stuff. And then those are the first things to kind of go. The easy things to go are, you know, your training, your meal prep, eating right, you know, taking care of yourself. So yes, just remember that it is okay sometimes to have to adapt. And that is exactly what I'm here to kind of help you do. Reassure you that, you know, you can still make progress because I guarantee you, if you just pull back a little bit and strip things back a little bit, you'll then be able to push forwards and then you will come out the other side of it and be like so glad that I just kind of at that point I just adapted but I did keep these kind of baseline things in you know I did what I needed to do on that week or two and I did strip things back and now I'm in an even better place because I did that and I was able to then push forwards after and reach new heights after that and I'm so glad that I kept going so yeah that's what a lot of people have kind of have done like after is that they've come out that other side and it's been like oh my god I'm so glad that I kept going at at those hard points so yeah just reminding yourself of that anyway I'm gonna wrap up the episode here I hope you all enjoyed it episodes coming up I would like to get some guests on so potentially you might look at getting some of you guys on to speak about your journeys I might look to get you know a couple of my mentors on people that I've learned from which will be really really interesting whether that be for a podcast or an actual webinar that I can obviously give to you guys or it'll be live like a live webinar that would be good so yeah I hope you all enjoyed and I hope you all have a great rest of your evening or whenever you're listening to this have a great day and I'll see you in the next one